Good afternoon, everybody. It is Corey Rue Hepler here, your host of the Crazy Monkey Inc. podcast with the absolutely fantastic, wonderful, and amazing co-host Jared Gifford. Jared, how the fuck are you? Doing awesome. How are you? I am doing amazing. We had such an amazing day and turnout today. Oh, yeah. Um, for those that didn't know, um, Corey and I had... Uh, we're doing a show. Um, it was uh, in October. Um, our local comic book shop. Um, I don't know if everybody does it, but hey, who knows? Maybe it is a nationwide thing. But I know that uh, one thing our comic book shop does is they do like to do a second free comic book day in October, and um, and that was one of the things we were doing today. And we, they'd promote like Halloween themed titles, um, and. Uh, um, while we were there, um, we were selling some, uh, some new poster prints of, uh, some of our upcoming titles. Uh, Corey was selling some poster prints of Taxi Cab Joe number two. Yes. And Sexy Zombie Hunters. Um, and I was selling some poster prints of the cover for Darum number four. And then also um, an, an alternate cover and, and a bit of artwork from uh, from my good friend uh, Tone Rodriguez. And I'd like to give him a shout out here because, you know, the thing is, is the man has saved my bacon so many times is that uh, every time I've needed something and I've and sadly, like I've needed it last minute. He's always been there to help me out. Yeah. Now, I am so excited for the topic we got going on today because mm -hmm. it's almost like this is could be seen as an homage episode. Oh yeah, um, but uh, several things I, I do want to get to before we before we get to that. Yeah, hit it up. Um, I, I was just gonna say is like, uh, and I'll, I'll, I also want to let people know, especially the show we were doing, um, that uh, um, that yeah, yeah, please, you know, support your local shows. Um, support your local writers, artists, um, you know, uh, you know, any, anytime they do that, the whole thing is, is like, you know, I know there's this hesitation. I know there's this hesitation in like, basically, do, should I support something? Um, because, um, because you're not really sure whether you want to invest in it or not. But here's the whole thing. Think about this. Mo most people, and, and I'm not saying this to lecture. I'm not saying this to be a dick. I'm just, I'm just pointing this out. Is that most people have no problem paying hundreds to thousands of dollars on their on their favorite artist or their favorite movie star or you know their 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 favorite creative person. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to taking a risk on someone new, then they hesitate when they have to maybe spend like five dollars on an indie comic. And what's interesting is, and I know you're gonna agree with this on. Yeah. Because even the ones that are really big name, you got Todd McFarlane, you got yeah. you got Rick Remender, you got freaking Matt Hollingsworth, you got Brian J.L. Glass, you got the whole team of Image, even though you got yeah. those people that are high in the industry, uh -huh. we know for a fact that they had to start on the, on the opposite tail end of where we're at as well. So we know yeah. that they understand... Oh, that yeah, the Todd, grind is just oh, yeah, difficult. Oh, yeah, well, I like how you brought this up. Like, Todd McFarlane, he tells this story a lot. Um, Todd McFarlane said um, he literally got 300 rejections before he even got his first gig as an artist. Yeah. 
Um, you know, he says he says he knows because he actually counted them all. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying is that uh, you know, so yeah, no, I mean the, the whole thing is is those who think that these guys were just like, oh yeah, they got lucky, blah 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 blah. No, the whole thing is is like you know they had to work they had to work the daily grind until they finally got noticed. Um, the whole thing is is that's that's what really is the struggle. It's basically. Um, it's basically not working your, it's, 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 it's like not working yourself to death, uh, you know, it's, it's managing, well, I think the better way to put it is managing to survive. Yeah. Until you get to that point where, 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 where someone notices your talents and, and, and then you are able to make a decent salary off of it. I mean, if you want to say like, it's necessarily to me a success story and i know it is to you yeah look at chad harden for instance oh, ten, yeah. year, 10 plus years in the industry whereas when he was first doing it mm-hmm. hardly noticed hardly anybody gave a damn about who he was oh yeah and, and now that... he's like he's like a household name yeah with the harley quinn comics and with mm. the other subsequent stuff that he's done yeah it shows you that through time you're persistent you keep at it and you keep doing you keep grinding you can make it. Well, and then sometimes, sometimes <coughs> you just have to. I mean, as, as sad as it is, and you know, uh, and, and I'm going to tell people this. Sometimes it's about being annoying enough. Sometimes, sometimes if you just nag the crap out of most people, I mean, you'll be surprised. But the funny thing is, most people do one of two things. They'll either they'll either just start ignoring you at some point, or they'll basically say, "Okay, shut up. I'll give you a job if you'll just shut up." And here's the interesting thing. I love that you bring that up. Yeah. Because persistence and yeah. also not really getting them to believe in you first, mm-hmm. but you have to believe in you first before anything else. Because if you don't believe what you're trying to sell, yeah. no one else is going to give a damn. Well, I, and I totally agree with you on that one. Uh, that the biggest problem is that um, the biggest problem is that um, a lot of people will um, will. Uh, we'll, we'll do all the wrong things when they're trying to promote their comic books. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that they do is like they don't want to. They don't want to nag people, and they don't want to. And they don't want to be annoying and everything. But the but the problem is, is many times you have to be annoying. Many times you have to keep promoting your stuff. Many times you have to. Um, <clears throat> do all that kind of stuff because the thing is, is uh, there there's a saying, and I agree with it. Is the louder you bang your drum, the more people are going to hear it. I don't know if you've been digging in my brain, yeah. <laughs> but I was literally thinking of saying the same yeah. damn thing. Yeah. Because you you leave you even look at you. Yeah. You almost got your fourth comic book coming out. Yeah. And you've been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. Think about what would have happened if you would have been. You know what? Success isn't coming as fast as I thought it was going to. Fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> Where would you be right now? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I I like the fact that you bring that up because I think we've both been helpful with each other in that regard. Because, I mean, I know there have been plenty of times, plenty of times, and I think we actually had one just recently. <laughs> but uh, there have been plenty of times when you have basically said, Jared, uh, you know, if this keeps up, I'm just going to quit the industry. But it never happens. I mean, I, I have to sit there and, 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 I ta- and, and I have to talk you out of it. I mean... You know the thing is, it's like, and once again, I never hold this against you. I never yeah. do. But but yeah, that that's the whole thing is that uh, <coughs> um, is that you, you're 
What I like about you is the fact that is the fact that you're very passionate about what you do, and it and it shines through in your work. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but at the same time, I mean, I noticed that the and this is the reason why um, our friendship works the way it does um, is the fact that uh, is the fact that I'm the one who has to give you the logic at the end of the day. <laughs> See, and. I know I've told you this before, but I really appreciate the fact that you know how to do that. Yeah. Uh, without being offending. Yeah. Because here's the thing: there's a lot of people that have tried to do the same thing that you do with me. Yeah. And I've just told them to go fuck themselves. Oh yeah. Well, and then uh, but, you know that's the whole thing. And um, <laughs> one of the things I I'm always quick to explain to people is that I've said, listen, I'm just telling you this from. A logical standpoint. I'm not saying it because I have an emotional stake in it. I'm not saying to be cruel. I'm not saying to piss you off. I'm just saying it from what it seems to me logically. Now, we're going to go into the segment of the episode where um, we Mm -hmm. conjure up some memories of some past creators that have passed on who have left... A lasting legacy and impression, not yeah. only on the comic industry, but also in the different mediums of the entertainment industry that have affected yeah. us in how we write the, the, the crea- and also yeah. how we feel. The creative industry in general. So basically, you know, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, um, actors that, uh, that that maybe we admire. Uh, we're going to be talking about, as you said, you know, maybe comic book people. Mm-hmm. Um you know, maybe even musicians. You know, yeah. so just it uh, just all over the place. Uh, um, now, is there any way that I could start? Is that okay? Actually, I was just going to suggest that. Okay. You know, you know, you're reaching into my brain. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, I never met the guy, and God willing, if I ever get to, I'm going to go up and kiss that man straight on the lips <laughs> because he's he was so innovative for his time. Yeah. He did so many different jobs. He was the actor, the director, the writer, the producer, the one that did the scores for the soundtracks. For I already the... think I know who you're talking about. Charlie fucking Chaplin. Yes. He, I, it blows my mind how intellectually intelligent and smart and charismatic and funny and how down to earth and how humble he was about what he did. And he yeah. only... Wanted the best coming out. Oh, no, what I love about what I love about him too, and I, I'm glad the fact that you bring him up. What I love about him too is the fact that, as you said, he was a man that could do it all. Mm-hmm. All thing is, is you said he wrote most of his movies, he, and he, he did his own stunts. He said he 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 would. I mean, in the early years, he would work for other people. Yeah. But once he finally got his own studios, yeah, he was he was writing the movies, he was directing them, he was acting in them. Yeah. Um, you know, he was, he was pretty much the guy who was in charge. And, you know, God bless the man. When he did the movie, The Dictator. Oh yeah. It really showed me that you can shine no Mm -hmm. matter what role in life you decide to play. Oh yeah, exactly, and uh, and I love what he brings up. It was, uh, I love the speech that he has in there, um, where he basically talks about um, you know equality through the various races. Yeah, and I think it was very much ahead of its time. Um, 
I don't think people were ready for it at the time it premiered because I I, I guess uh, during the time it premiered it, it was uh, he he got a lot of flack for that. Well, there was a lot of um, things that he had said in that speech that were very taboo and uh, not talked about. Yeah, and but 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 I said by but but it seems it seems like you know like I said but you look at by nowadays standards you look at that speech and it seems like a very um, great rousing speech. Exactly, um, yeah. and it's a speech for the times. Yeah, you know. So, so the thing is, is yeah, I, I would, I, I would give total props to Charlie Chaplin, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because you know, I mean, um, uh, you know, I mean, I could probably go on a huge list myself, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I'm, I, I, I will totally agree with you. He's, he's also another person I admire as well. Now I know that I've jumped on the bandwagon to yeah. Charlie Chaplin because he's just. He's just an inspiration all all around, and I know that I've yeah. taken up some time. I want to hear some people that are an inspiration to you that mm. has shaped how you decide to write, how you decide to maybe yeah. live your life in a more inspirational way. Because I know that you've got quite a few that um, you've grown up with as well. I, I've got I've got a few people um, I look up to and that uh, and that have helped me along the way, um, whether they realize it or not. Yeah. Um, you know, some are people I've met, some are people I haven't met. Um, one I want to bring up, and I know he's been influential to the both of us. Yeah. Both of us throughout our childhoods, and we watched a bunch of his movies. He's been in a bunch of great comedies. He's been in a bunch of great serious movies. He's, mm-hmm. he's just been all, he's just an all-around great actor, in my opinion. And that's Robin Williams. Yes. Robin Williams, you know, for what he did and for how depressed he was mm-hmm. and he didn't show it a whole lot yeah. and he masked it a lot he to me mm-hmm. he was a humanitarian for the times because he really did care mm-hmm. about just like charlie chaplin bring out the best in not only his movies but also his stand-up how he you mm-hmm. know conducted himself as a person there's a lot of people that didn't like him because he was like so open about everything, but that's what makes him so damn likable because he could talk to anybody about anything. He was totally comfortable about yeah. it. He was a really lovable guy, mm-hmm. and he never took a role that compromised his morals. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like uh, basically, um, uh, it would it would be part of his philosophy one way or the other. Whether he was whether he was playing, I said whether he was playing a serious role, like like I loved him as Mr. Keating in uh, Dead Poet Society. Oh man, yeah. he knocked that one out of the ballpark. That's yeah. one of my favorite movies. He, yeah, he I've always said, always said when, you, when the kids stand up on the desk at the end and say, "Oh, Captain, my Captain." I mean, now for uh, for those that don't get the context here, because uh, um, for those who maybe lived under some rock or something and didn't see this movie. <laughs> um, you need to see it. Yeah, no, definitely. If you haven't seen it, check it out, please. Dead Poet Society, worth it. Um, but what I liked about it was the fact that, uh, you know, for those who don't know, there was a part in the movie where um, where Robin Williams is basically telling the students about basically um, uh, that uh, um, he was he was reading about reading through different poetry and about how it can stir up the emotions and whatnot. Anyway, he was. Uh, he was reading a poem by Walt Whitman, uh-huh. and, uh, and 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 uh, and and in the poem, uh, it, you know, it has the line "Oh, Captain, my Captain," um, and uh, and then uh, what happened was, uh, it just you know, to to prove to prove a point to him, he had them all stand up on their desks, and then 
what happened was, um, you know, uh, long story short, and, and for those who don't want spoilers, you just fast forward through the next uh, little bit. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but but long story short, um, for those who aren't familiar, um, what happens is um, um, Robin Williams' character uh, he's he's uh, he's trying to encourage this one kid to pursue his dream of of being uh, of. Of, of being an actor because there's this kid who loves to do plays and Shakespeare and whatnot. Yeah. But his father doesn't approve and his father wants him to become a doctor. And I remember that part. Yeah. And, and this kid can't, doesn't want to be a doctor. And in fact, this kid gets, gets nauseous when he sees blood. Mm-hmm. He's, he, you know, he's just not equipped to be a doctor. Um, and uh, anyway, what happens is he tries to tell his father about this, but the problem is, and you can see it, it's a, you know, uh, it's one of those things that, you know, the kid should have spoke up, but at the same time, you can understand because his father was so very domineering. Um, the kid wanted to tell his father that he wanted to pursue acting for a living. Yeah. But he, uh, whenever he would try to bring it up, his father would shut him down, and then whenever he had an opportunity to stand up for himself, he would back off because uh because he was afraid of his father and um i believe in the yeah. movie eventually yeah. the kid yeah um and you're gonna have to correct me if i'm wrong it's been a while no, since i've he, seen he, it he he, he he eventually stands up to his father actually he actually actually he doesn't oh I mean, no he, um what no what happens is um he defies his father by basically what happens is there's this play that he wants to do, but his father doesn't want him to go. Oh, that's his father, right. His father wants him to, um, um, uh, his, his, uh, his father basically wa wants him to, uh, to do these other classes. Um, anyway, um, the kid defies his father. Um, he doesn't, uh, um, but basically, not, not openly, but he's like silently does. What happens is he goes to his teacher, uh, Robin Williams, and he basically tells him that, oh, hey, my father gave me approval to be in this play. Because one of the things that uh, Robin Williams had told him is, like he said, um, you're going to have to get approval from your father if you're going to be in this play. Yeah. And uh, and anyway, he, he basically lies to Robin Williams' character, basically says, oh, hey, I got the permission, blah, 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 blah. And then he, he said, oh, that's great. He goes and does the play. But what happens was he, what he didn't count on was that his father was in the audience. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, and his father gets pissed off, um, you know, um, even though it was the kid's idea, um, basically the father, um... Doesn't he go off on Robin Williams? Yeah, well, um, not, not so much, but basically it's just kind of his, his demeanor, he, um, I, um... I guess kind of in a way you could say that, but it's not like they have this big scene or anything. Oh, no. Um, but he, basic, he basically says something to the equivalent where, you know, he basically, he, he blames Robin Williams' character for him for him doing that. He, he, you know, he basically thought it was like, you know, his idea and that he planted that in his head or something. Yeah. Anyway, what happens is um, when uh, the kid gets home, his father basically tells him that he's, um, he's, He's pulling him out of that school. He's going to take him down to the military academy, and then he's going to train him to be a doctor. Yeah. Um, and the kid doesn't like that idea. And here's the whole thing. 
problem what happens is the kid has the opportunity to stand up to his father, but he doesn't. He backs down like he usually always does. Mm -hmm. And then, unfortunately, he feels like he has no way out, so then he uh, sadly commits suicide. Oh, that's right. He and kills then, himself. And then, and then what ends up happening is then the father gets even more angry at Robin Williams' character, and then he basically demands that the dean fire him. Yeah. Which he does. Mm -hmm. Um... And then what happens is, like, you know, the, um, all the other kids are, like, sad that he's going, mm -hmm. um, you know. And uh, anyway, what happens is near the end of the movie, um, you know, uh, you know, um, uh, the one dean is basically telling Robin Williams' character to leave because what happens is he's teaching the poetry class. Um, and uh, anyway, um, as Robin Williams is about to leave, you know, the, uh, and the kids are like trying to stick up for him. The one, uh, one dean's basically telling him, "I'll sit down and everything." Yeah. Anyway, uh, and I love it. It just kind of ends up section. But um, Ethan Hawke's in this movie. For those that don't know, and Ethan Hawke's character stands up on the desk as the old captain, my captain. Mm -hmm. Then another person stands up. That's the same thing, and it just gets to the same point where. Like, almost everyone in the class is standing. There's only maybe, like, one kid, and that was, like, oh, and that was, like, the brown noser kid. Mm -hmm. you know, that he was the only one that didn't stand up. Yeah. But, like, everybody else in the class stood up and was, and it was almost like, kind of like this great sort of moment. Mm -hmm. um, and, no, 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 I just love that, yeah, I just love that movie. And, it's, like I said, that's that's one thing that's <clears throat> really great. That was Ron Williams in a dramatic role. Love it. I probably rambled on it way too long. You're fine. But, the, you know, but then he said he's got so many other great movies that have been really great to my childhood. Um, one movie I remember seeing when I was 10 years old was uh, was Hook. Um, yes. Uh, Hook was H Hook was an awesome movie. I still love it to this day. Um, Dustin Hoffman yeah. as Hook. Oh yeah, he played, was he, freaking he played amazing. It, yeah, he played an excellent part. And here, in fact, I, I mean, he actually did a really. I mean, and, and the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is that he's not even British, yeah. but <clears throat> pulled off an excellent British accent. You want to know the actor that I absolutely loved in that movie? Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Shmee. Oh. Actually, I don't think that was Anthony Hopkins. No, it was. Um, it was. Uh, um, was it? Um, no. Um, I I know it was. The, was was that Anthony Hopkins? I believe it was. I thought Anthony Hopkins was. Oh, never mind. Anyway, um, um but uh, uh, um. If I'm yeah. wrong, I'm wrong, but, you know. Oh, no, because like I said, as far as I know, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins, like, wasn't he the guy that was in Silence of the Lambs? No, not Anthony Hopkins. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, uh, Bob Hopkins. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. That's Bob who, Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. I knew it was a Bob. I feel like such a dumbass. <laughs> Bob Hoskins is Smee. Yes. Holy crap. Not yeah. only... Do I revere him as such an amazing actor? Yeah. But he pinpointed that role so well, it was just yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. I so said that's, that's another movie I like. It was a really great, important part of my childhood. Yeah. Um, it actually that, gave you a lot of yeah. ideas for yeah. the Darum as well, because yeah. with the whole piracy theme as well, yeah. you leaned on Hook as well for a lot of the ideas, too. Oh, yeah. There's there's a bit of that in there. Um, and then, say, in terms of... Uh, 
other things that I love that I've seen uh, Robin Williams in. Um, oh, loved him in Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh God, yeah. yes, uh, Patch Adams. Uh, Patch Adams. Uh, loved him in, uh, in in Aladdin as the genie. Oh God, yes, yeah. yes, he nailed that. Uh, and there's so many really great movies that he's been in over the years, and it's been part of like our childhoods. What was that night? Uh, oh, it's the one where he was a. Was the one who was the crazy man? Yeah. No, the Fisher King. The Fisher King, that's what it was. Yeah, yes. that one was... Wow. If anybody could pull mm. off creepy, stalkerish, like... Uh, oh, oh, no, uh, um, that wasn't that wasn't the stalker one. No, no, if you're talking about the ones where he's a bad guy... No, the Fisher King was the one where he was the crazy man, and what had happened was he had witnessed his wife getting murdered. Yeah. And... Uh, <clears throat> What had happened was he basically ended up as, you know, a, a crazy homeless guy on the street. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ends up getting found by um, by uh, Jeff Bridges' character. Yes, um, that's right. And, uh, and anyway, um, what ends up happening is Jeff Bridges' character actually ends up helping him solve his wife's murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, no, it's the one where he was the but he no, was but, in the photographer. But no, but hold on, but I was getting okay, it. All right. We were talking about the ones where he was a bad guy. There was there was uh, two movies that I remember. There was one which was um, one hour photo, and that was where he played the stalker who would take all the photos of people. Yeah, one hour photo is the one I was thinking about. And then and then the other one that he actually played a bad guy in was Insomnia. How could I forget Insomnia? Yeah, Insomnia. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was another good one. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is uh, those <clears throat> those were two movies where he played as the bad guy. Yeah, um, and like I said, yeah, he was one person who was <clears throat> inspirational to uh, to me. Um, you know, um, <clears throat> you know who doesn't who get a whole lot of credit? Yeah, but he had such an amazing prowess and how he yeah um, captured the screen and every character mm-hmm. imaginable that he played, which is Patrick Swayze. Oh yes, and in fact, uh, he doesn't get enough credit as well. But yes, uh, there was a there were several movies I liked him in. Now I'll admit this: I'm actually more of a fan of Patrick Swayze's more obscure films. Yeah, I'll, uh, I will, and I know this is blasphemy to so many people, but I'll full on admit. But just because, first off, I, I had some I had some sisters who really loved this movie, so this is one reason I didn't like it. <laughs> And then I had, and then and then I had a, and then I had. You're talking uh, about Dirty Dancing. Well, well, yeah, there's that. Oh, had Dirty Dancing. Yeah, yeah I same. loved that one actually. Well, let me put it this way. <laughs> I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't hate it. I just don't love it like everyone else does. But I just, once again, I have a reason for that. I got burnt out on it. Oh yeah. All my sisters loved that movie. <laughs> Um, that's funny. And then, uh, and then <laughs> another one that I got burnt out on because my oldest brother kept watching it all the time and it just seems like it's some sort of macho guy's masturbation movie roadhouse yeah <laughs> i mean once again please don't get me wrong i love my action oh. flicks but i just got so burnt out on these things those oh, two movies God. the two movies that people think are iconic of patrick swayze <laughs> are two movies that i just like oh god we're playing oh, this again jesus uh roadhouse is actually one of my favorite actually. Uh, i know and once again i don't i don't hold it against people That's who so like funny. it it's just annoying to me um but the ones i will admit that there's there's That's several awesome. movies there's several movies that i really did all also like him in that that he was in that yeah. that, that weren't those movies <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, oh. 
Oh, that's fun. All right, go on. I'm so sorry. I mean, I loved him in the movie <laughs> Black Dog. Yeah, he did a good job in that one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it's like, uh, I mean, and, and I love it because in that one he was, you know, he was like he was a truck driver, and, uh-huh. and, and I loved it. And I mean, and that one also had meatloaf in it because he played as the guy's boss. Yeah. Um, and no, uh, and it's just that there was there's some great lines I remember in that movie. Um, and I loved like uh, like like one part like uh, like I, I love it when he's basically uh telling um one other guy basically like how you how you have to um. How how there's certain things you have to do when you're driving a semi. Like he said, like if if you have a small if you have like a smaller vehicle, like a car or something that just pulls out abruptly in front of you, you have to keep going. Yeah. Um. He says that uh, he says that you can't um you can't afford to stop for them because it's just going to um cause a rollout. Mm-hmm. Um. And. Uh, and uh, anyway, you know, then then there's that little shift, and then the passenger uh, he, he has, he's like, he's like, what was that? He goes, um, Buick. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and uh, I haven't the, seen that in such a long time. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, but then, uh, but then he, he went on that like where he told him about much gearing down. Yeah, and uh, um. Especially when you were going downhill. Well, then there's that scene where they're getting chased by that other big semi. Oh yeah, and then and then the and then the thing like uh, ends up uh, rolling downhill, mm-hmm. and uh, and then and then he goes and looks at the looks at the one passenger again, um, and uh, and 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 then he goes, "You remember how I told you about gearing uh, uh, about gearing down when you're going downhill?" And then the guy goes, "Yeah," and he goes. Tisk tisk. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And see, once again, so that's why I want to make clear: there are a lot of great Patrick Swayze movies that I like, and a lot of, like him in a lot of things. Yeah. But as I said, I know I'm I'm in the minority in this one, and that's why. That's, that's why. Damn say, sure. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm acknowledging the fact that I know that uh, there are a ton of people who love this movie, and I said, and I hold nothing against them, and I hold nothing. Um, uh, against anybody who loves these movies. Uh-huh. It's just that, as I said, with Dirty Dancing <laughs> and Roadhouse, I just had way too many family members oh. who love that too much and burnt me out on it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I don't know why I find it so funny because yeah. it's so damn iconic. You're just like, fuck those movies. Oh, yeah, but, but I mean, come on. Come on. There, you have plenty of movies yourself oh. that, that you got burnt out on that everybody oh. else seems to love that you hate. I have a laundry list, and that's for a completely different fucking podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to wait for that later. But oh, anyway, dear God. But, but I do still acknowledge what you're saying. I do yeah. think that Patrick Swayze was a great actor. Um, you know, sadly, like Robin Williams, he, he is, he's passed away. Unlike Robin Williams, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, and once again, <coughs> God rest both their souls. Uh, like Robin Williams, sadly, as we know, took his own life. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Patrick Swayze succumbed to cancer. And see, that's actually really sad because um, nobody really saw it coming. That well, that's what yeah. was so sad about it. Yeah, and, and exactly. And and I, I figured he was gonna at least live another 20 30 years i thought he was gonna be like kicking the bucket at 70 80 some shit like that yeah yeah oh well you know yeah 75 85 i kind of figured he at least lived that long yeah um but uh but yeah once again you know can't predict these things um this is true you know um anyway but yeah you know he's he's a person once again i agree with you that 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 is definitely uh i i admire um 
other people that uh, have been inspirational to me um that, that that I look to for inspiration is uh, one person and once again um I, you know I'm not going uh, you well, well hell I'm just going to do it uh, I'm going to st stroke this guy's ego but once again he's in the same company that we're working in Crazy Monkey Inc. Yeah. I'm so glad that I got to um chat with him and become friends with him. Mm -hmm. One person I find to be a uh, great mentor is uh Brian Jail Glass. Brian, I, I got introduced to his stuff through several different um, uh, stories that I've read of his. Yeah. Um, one was the Mice Templar. Uh-huh. I, 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 I still I, need to read that. I'm I, kicking I, I myself. I had gotten a few individual issues it. of that, and I really liked the storytelling in it. Yeah. Um, and another one was, he I was like, I'm a huge Thor fan, as you know. Oh, yeah. And um, You've been he, a Thor fan for years. Oh, yeah. And and he had written a graphic novel, uh -huh. which was based on sort of Thor's um, early years. And he called it Thor First Thunder. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Brian Joe Glass had written that. Um, and, uh, and, and, then, um, and then I became familiar with his Furious stuff. Um, and, uh, and several other uh, comic books that he had uh, written over the years. But the whole thing is, it's like... And especially with Mice Templar, I just became a big fan of his writing style. He's he's got definitely got this very theatrical way of telling a story. It's like uh, it's got he's got such a Shakespearean way yeah. of how he writes. Yeah, it's so exciting and invigorating, and it's definitely you're definitely wanting to turn the next page because it's just like yes, even though there's not action in every page. You yes. can tell that it's just so beautifully written that when the action page does show up, you're twice as happy when it happens. Oh yeah, and, I said, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You mm -hmm. know, and uh, and and you know, and and I do hope Brian hears this. Is yeah. that uh, is that uh, um, the thing is is one of the things that uh, that I've done in especially my own writings is like because I like the way that Brian wrote his stuff. Yeah. Um, I actually wrote um, a lot of my stuff in a similar vein. Now, granted, it was my own way of telling the story. Oh yeah. Um, I wasn't copycatting, but uh, but uh, but he definitely had an influence. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Uh, and, and but anyway, um, the, the thing is, no, I mean, uh. You know, so yeah, he's definitely someone that I admire. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, another person who's actually been a great inspiration to me and has helped me out through the years as well. And I want to give him a shout out as well as Chad Harden. Yes. You know, Chad Chad Harden is one of the few people who actually, during my early years as a writer, um, he he was one of the people, uh, also another person who kind of uh, took me under his wing, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and and basically gave me some tips, gave me some hints, um, uh, told told me some things that I needed to know, um, and 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 he went, and hey, I don't, I'll even uh, let let people know this. The guy was so awesome that he actually he actually um, he actually helped me. Um, in fact, in fact, I, in fact, he helped pay for the whole thing. Is like he he took me to uh, with him to Phoenix Comic Con. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and that said, it was it was awesome. It was a great experience. It helped me expand my fan base, and I'll always be eternally appreciative uh, to him for for doing that for me. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, so I mean, he's another person. Um, another one I want to give a shout out to, and I'm sure that you're gonna that you agree with me on this one. After yours, I have one. Oh yeah, you're so, good. Yeah, you're good. You're, you're good. Okay. Um, but I just want. But I said I know you'll agree with me on this one. Is uh, I think another person who's been very inspiration to us is, has been Gabriel Ramirez, our boss, old Raz. <laughs> Um, that goes without saying. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> well, and I, I want to give him a shout out too, just because of the fact that he was also another person that, similar to Chad, he kind of he kind of helped me out, took me under his wing. Um, he was the, he was like um, he was one of the few people that when I was going around pitching my Darum idea, mm -hmm. he was one of the few people that was like, "Oh, that sounds so awesome!" You know, there's like this is I love this concept. I'm totally digging it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like uh, most other people, you know, I tell them I want to make the, like some sort of sci-fi about a sci-fi story about a space pirate. It's like, seriously, most people, most people will either A, say, um, will, 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 will say, well, doesn't that just sound like Star Wars? Um, or, you know, um, or, or uh, B, um, they'll just give me the strange look like they just don't get the concept. Now, I don't know. It's so freaking simple. What's not the get? It's about space pirates. <clears throat> well, and I think, you know, to be fair, yeah. there are a lot of people that, well, they are in the comic industry. Yeah. Um, some just don't see it as a profitable, profitable type of story, which is fine. But yeah. then they're missing out on such a grand story that you've been telling so far. Oh, yeah. It's almost like... You know, once it gets big and they see how amazing it is, they're yeah. probably going to be kicking themselves in the ass that they didn't take it before well, someone else did. One thing I always tell people is that's not really the point. It's not about getting big with it. Now, here's the whole thing. Oh, no, I, I'm, I, not, I'm not talking about I, arrogance. Saying, no, 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 no. I, no, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. I, yeah. I, just, I, just, want, uh, I just want to say that no, uh, what, I, what, I, what I always tell people, and I know you'll agree with this, uh -huh. is, that, is that, yes... Making money at this thing is an incentive, and it's great when it we is. do. But I, but I always will tell people at the end of the day, it's about it's about it's about getting these things out and creating them. It's just fun to make these things. See, and it, here's the thing: at the end of the day, just like I told you at uh, Free Comic Book Day today, it's yeah. not necessarily about the money. It's about coming out with a great concept and telling a great story mm -hmm. that other people are going to read and they're going to enjoy. Because at the end mm -hmm. of the day. We're entertainers. I mean, that, that yeah. just, it comes bottom line. That's what yeah. we are. Yeah, well, like I said, we're creative people. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally agree with you, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Is that that's what it comes down to. We're all creative people, and, and what it comes down to, to it with us is the fact that it's about getting our creation out there. As I said, now... I'm, you know, I'm not going to be one of those guys who's like, yeah, I'm going to do everything I do completely for free because that's not how life works. No. You've got to make money. You know, because I mean, bills. Yeah, exactly. Here's the whole thing. <laughs> if we lived in a perfect world, yeah, I, I, I would I would have a, I would, I would live in a place where I could just do everything I did for free, but I didn't actually have to spend any money on anything. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. But as I said, that's just not how life works. Um, and so since we need the money, yes, yes, I, uh, I, you know, I, I, I like the fact that, uh, that, that there are many times I will get paid for this thing. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and the whole thing is, is that, yeah, I always want to get paid what, what I'm worth, you know? And, uh, and, and so th that's the whole thing, you know? And a lot of people will say, oh, but that's greedy. No, it's not. It's, it's, you know, the whole thing is if, if you are simply making money, uh, making enough money so that you can 
get your product out there, but then you can also, you know, live. Make a living. You know, and not just make it. Yeah, I say, well, and then think about that. Just, just in the wording right there, make a living. Yeah. You have to be living. The whole thing is, is that, you know, you know, I mean, grocery stores are not going to accept um, an IOU, you know. It's oh, like, why not? They do that with me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and neither are your bill collectors. No one's going to be understanding because it's just like, no, 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 everybody totally loves this. But, you know, I'm, I'm too greedy, uh, so I can't ask you for money. You yeah. know, that's just too greedy of me. It's just like... Creditors aren't going to understand that. But in, in this industry, it's also about being humble enough to know yeah. that help is out there. It's yeah. totally okay to ask for it. Yeah. And that is how you get along in the industry. And that's how you get further along in it is because you yeah. have to humble yourself enough to know that you don't know everything. You don't have all the resources. And that's no. why you have to reach out to people that do. Mm-hmm. And, you know... You're along the journey with them. Oh, yeah, well, exactly. And the whole thing is, is there's nothing wrong with accepting help. So many people have this whole idea that you have to make it on your own, that you have to do all this stuff on your own. And that really is a fallacy. I can, I can, I can honestly say that. The whole point is, is like, I'm, you know, uh, you know, you know, I'm where I am today. And, you know, and hopefully, uh, you know, better off in the future because... Because when I've needed help, I've asked for it. And I, you know, we both understand the concept of the fact that, you know, even the best writers, Mm -hmm. you know, the best anybody in any type of art form industry Mm -hmm. asked for help somewhere along the way. Oh, yeah, exactly. I completely agree with you. Um, I, 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 that's, that's the whole thing about it is that, um, you know, um, you know, you, you, you uh, you you have to know when to humble yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing is is that as I said, would it be great if we could do this all on our own? Yeah, but, yeah, but the whole thing is is that that's not what's going to happen. At some point, you're going to have to ask for help, and there's no there's no, and if somebody offers help too, here's the whole thing. There's nothing wrong with accepting it. Somebody offers you some help. There's nothing wrong because like here's the thing. People talk about opening doors. Well, that's an open door for you. Yeah. And there's no shame in stepping through it. And I know that you and I, yeah. especially, yeah. have had to eat a shitload of humble pie. I mean, yeah. I still think I have some pie in my fridge <laughs> that I haven't eaten yet. Yeah. Because we do realize that at the end of the day, it is a collective mass of coming together, mm-hmm. telling a great story, and all being proud at the end of the day that you brought out the best product you could. Oh, yeah, and see, I completely agree with you on that. Um, uh, the thing is, is that, uh, yeah, the, the, the whole thing is, is that, you know, it's about do, doing the best you can at what you enjoy doing. Yeah, um, or else know. why do it? Oh, right? yeah, exactly. Seriously. <laughs> see, yeah, the, the whole thing is, is like, you know, as I said, Anytime something becomes a chore to you, then it's a job. It's, See, it's, uh, um, but but like I said, but but when 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 you you know, I still agree with what Confucius said was that uh, if you uh, if you are doing what you love, you never have to work a day in your life because you never look at it as a chore. Yeah, I no. mean, you know, um, 
And I get this all the freaking time, you know. I mean, I hear a lot of people be like, "Oh, it's so different when it's when when it's part of your career." But here's the whole thing: um, if you love what you do, yeah. then your career is going to be something that you are going to love waking up every morning and getting to. Well, well exactly. And here's the whole thing: because I, I can say, to, to say this. I mean, yeah, because now because be, being a writer and actually having comic books out and everything, um, and and now getting to the point where. We're coming out with books more consistently and everything, and there's an expectation. Here's the whole thing. It still does not feel like a chore to me. I still enjoy doing it, and I still love doing it. Um, you know, and, you know, it would it would take, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, here's the whole thing. I, I, I can probably honestly say at least right now. Yeah. I can honestly say that, that, that you know, I, I, you know, I don't. Uh, I, I won't ever get to the point where I hate doing that. I mean, the the only thing that would have to happen for me to hate doing it is uh, is is if um, is basically is if I felt like I maybe compromised my my moral principles. Now I'm gonna ask you something, and if it's totally okay, because I feel yeah, we ahead. still have more. To discuss on this topic. Oh no, it's, is, that's what I'm saying. Is like because uh, you know, we we still got plenty of people that we love and admire that we can go through. <laughs> now, is there any way that we could stop this episode soon and continue on with another episode and make this a two-parter? Because I feel yeah. that we both still have a lot we want to say. Um. Well, actually, I think there's still there's still plenty we can we can cover at least in this one episode. Okay. But but if we want to expand and further on the topic in the next episode there's nothing that says we can't okay all right i mean uh no but i was saying but i mean we don't we still got plenty of time so yeah. plenty of people we can talk about um um you know um another person i like and admire and this is a musician mm -hmm. um and i know you're a fan of him too um once again another person who passed away tragically you know uh, god rest his soul um is uh, ronnie james dio see now What's interesting about Ronnie James Dio is the yeah. fact that he engulfed and him immersed himself mm -hmm. not only in making music, mm -hmm. but also when he made music, it was like sitting down like Edgar Allan Poe and yeah. writing the perfect poem and putting music to it. Oh, yeah, exactly. In, in fact... Uh, That's how I yeah. feel when I oh, hear all of his music. Oh, yeah, well, in fact, Dio loved doing that. He he, he, uh, he wrote... He basically... The way he wrote was very poetic. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then also, like, you know, the thing is, is that... Uh, you know, he he was also a great he was also a great uh, musician. Because for those who don't know, um, he actually played bass for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, Didn't he play bass in Rainbow before he went off uh, and did Dio? Well, no, it was uh, when he, it was when he was in it was the band prior to that. It was when he was in Elf. Oh, that's right. He played he sang and played bass in Elf, and in fact, hilariously enough, he actually um, had first started out. Um, uh, even before he played bass, he actually started up. Back when he was a teenager, he played. He actually, he he actually uh, played the trumpet. Oh, okay. Um, See, I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, interestingly enough, cool. he actually attributes that. Uh, before he died, he actually attributed that to um, to his singing. Because interesting enough, he actually never took any singing lessons. But what he did was he learned uh, like the same. 
breathing techniques that he used that he applied to uh, to uh, that he that he applied uh, to doing the trumpet doing the trumpet. Um, he applied that to his singing. And, see, and now you say that I can yeah. see that in when he yeah. sung his songs, I can yeah. see how he gravitated towards that. Yeah, and then uh, and like I said, and then and also helped when he learned because uh, like when he and then when he did the bass, he also learned how to like write write his own music and whatnot. So the whole thing was like Dio wasn't just a great singer, and that's what a lot of people don't realize about him. He was he was a great all around musician. The the man understood music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because a lot of people say that. It's for, it's for certain people. I mean, I, I would even... Uh, another person I admire. Uh, I equate Dio very much to someone like Freddie Mercury, was that they were great musicians. Mm-hmm. All around great musicians. But unfortunately, they only get looked at as great frontmen. See, and my, my thing with uh, Freddie Mercury... Yeah is the fact that not only did this have did this artist because he is an artist yes have such a phenomenal personality mm-hmm. he had this presence on stage that when he hit the stage he yeah. didn't even have to start singing yeah and you automatically just had the crowd going fucking wild because here's the thing about Ronnie James Dio here's mm-hmm. the thing about you know you even got Jerry Cantrell, you got mm-hmm. Soundgarden's frontman Chris Cornell. Anytime they came on stage, you knew you were going to be in for a fantastic performance. And the yeah. fact that these artists truly loved what they did and mm-hmm. they loved the fans for giving them the opportunity to be in that art medium. Oh, yeah. And, and, see, and they were humble enough to tell that in interviews all the time. Oh yeah, exactly, and I, I totally agree with you. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, in terms of uh, in terms of that, that's the whole thing. Is like, uh, but what I'm saying is, is that I think that both Ronnie James Dio and Freddie Mercury get a similar reputation in the fact that most people will always just think of them as what they call great showmen. See, you know? and that and, and that's uh, irritating. And, and that's the thing. It's like it's like yeah, they were that, but the whole thing is you're not seeing the whole package. They were just great musicians because they were great songwriters. They also could play their own instruments. Uh-huh. Um and 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 and, and they and they understood music. So the and they were thing, music theorists as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, and, and the, for those who don't know, you know, it's like uh, that's the whole thing. If you understand music theory, you understand how music flows and how it works, uh-huh. and how it's supposed to sound. Yeah, um, and and that's the whole thing. Is that uh, um, it was that uh, that's something that Freddie Mercury understood. That's something that that Ronnie James Dio understood. Mm-hmm. You know that that that's something that these people knew, and and, and I admire them for it. And uh, like I said, they're 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 people I've looked up to, and I and I think that they're more than what people make them out to be. Um, as I said, most people will. I mean, and once again, I mean, it's great that people love them, people remember them fondly, but, uh, you know, it would be nice if people would acknowledge them for all their accomplishments, not just maybe uh, uh, one of them. Yeah. Now, we're closing in on the last couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, As we do with every episode, Uh we got to do some fucking book recommendations. Also, Uh, what we haven't done... Mm-hmm. Is plugged. Darum, Captain of the Stars. Oh yes, oh, Taxi Cab Joe. Joe. 
on the Crazy Monkey Inc. website, www.crazymonkeyinc.com. You can get those for $5 each for the printed copy. Mm -hmm. You also can get them on the digital platform for $1.50 each. Oh, yeah. <coughs> See, this whole thing. So no matter what, it's it's pretty affordable. Yeah, and uh, and so but please check it out. And also while you're there, please check out all the various different titles that Crazy Monkey Inc has to offer. Exactly, because we got um, more than just those two. Oh yeah, but definitely, but 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 hey, you know what? We're gonna plug our own books, and that's you know, you know and that's what I'm saying. It's like no, please, uh, please check out check out what we have to offer. Like it, share it. Um, and please uh, share us on not only share us on social media, but tell your friends about it. Mm -hmm. Once again, I do stress this, and and, and and I know you'll agree with me, is that word of mouth is so important still. Yes. You, granted, I know that the digital platform is a huge thing, and yes, you should utilize that and 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 everything. But remember that word of mouth is still very important. Please, if you like what you see and when you like what we have to offer tell your friends about it tell your family about it tell people that you think would just be interested <clears throat> you know exactly that's the whole thing it's so very important um and uh yeah so so we'll do that and now let's get on to the book recommendations i'm gonna let you start first oh you're so kind oh yeah so, and i i figure <clears throat> we could do it the same way we've done before we could do one of our favorite novels and then maybe one of our favorite sort of comic books okay i have a comic book <clears throat> that i don't know you and i have read i just barely got it yeah um planet hulk planet hulk yes that's an awesome storyline now, um, I know it started with um, him being basically, I don't want to say ostracized, that sounds kind of shitty, but um, he was kind of kicked out. Well, what happened was... Because um, Tony those, Stark and him were... For, for those that are not familiar, I'm going to rush through this as quickly as possible. What happened was the Hulk was considered uh, to be too big a threat to leave on Earth. Yeah. So a small <coughs> cabal of, of Avengers made this sort of secret society called the Illuminati mm -hmm. and uh, consisted of people like Reed Richards, um, Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. Tony Stark. Yeah. Um... Basically, these big, smart, scientific minds mm -hmm. um, of, that were very good in either like mystic stuff or even, or science stuff. Yeah. And anyway, they had deemed that the Hulk was too dangerous, mm -hmm. so they basically conceived of a devious plan to basically trap him on this this the spaceship and shoot him off to another planet. Yeah. Um, and that's where you get the storyline, Planet Hulk. Yeah, and it's a very much sort of this, you know, gladiatorial type, awesome, um, uh, sci-fi esque slash gladiator esque type story. And you see a completely different side of the Hulk that you have that you haven't gotten to see before. Oh yeah, exactly. So, so that's where I, uh, I'm saying. So no, that's a that's a that's actually a very good storyline. So yeah, if you haven't if you haven't read it, please <clears throat> check it out. Definitely worth it. Now, for book recommendations, mm -hmm. I know this is going to sound completely old-fashioned of me, but it's oh, a yeah. series. Yes. <clears throat> if you ever get a chance, start with the Hardy Boys. Oh, yeah. Hardy Boys is no, yeah, it's, it's classic. And <laughs> that's the thing. So, so many people will be like, what, what? It's like, that's for kitties. No, no, no. The whole thing is, is that uh, it, it's very good. The whole thing is, is that if – I mean, here's the whole thing. You have grown adults that watch Scooby-Doo. Okay. Yeah. 
Come on. Don't, I mean, don't fucking yeah. slash so those, hairs so, so, yeah, yeah, so you can go ahead and split hairs all you want. But Kiss if you like ass. but if you like Scooby-Doo, the whole thing is, is, you know, you're reading the Hardy Boys, you're reading Nancy Drew. Yeah, exactly. And in fact, you know what? I'm going to meet you on that. All right. I'm going to meet you on that. You suggested the Hardy Boys for, for books. I'm going to suggest Nancy Drew. Ooh. Yeah, so it's sort of like, that's, and that's the companion of the Hardy Boys. Yeah. The whole thing is, if you've read the Hardy Boys, you have to have read Nancy Drew. They just kind of go together. And what's interesting is they've actually done a couple mm. of books where they're crossover, um, crossover and sleuthing together. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean that's the whole thing. I mean I totally agree with that. Um, and uh, so yeah, I, I will I will suggest that you know. Okay. Um, Very good suggestion. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then for comic books, um, <clears throat> I would I would actually suggest. You know what? And I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest uh, another contemporary of ours. Mm-hmm. I just bought his third book today. I'm gonna suggest Monsters on the Run from Mark Swan. So you know, I just bought it. Um, yeah. All three of them. Yeah. I haven't read any of them, but I'm going to because not only yeah. is he such an amazing person, mm-hmm. but and not only is he such a great influence in our childhood, he's just. Mm-hmm. An amazing person, oh, very, very a, humble, someone yeah. you can approach oh, yeah. anywhere, and just, if you ever get a chance to read Monsters on the Run um, yeah. by him through Crazy Monkey Inc. at the website, yeah. just freaking go at it, because you'll yeah. see so much of your childhood through that, and you'll see the storylines yeah. for, like, you know, Land Before Time. Oh, yeah, and what's in it, know, once again, the, for those who don't know, Goofy Mar- movie. Mark Swan has actually, had actually, he'd worked in animation prior to doing comic books with us. Yeah, he was in Disney and, for a long time. Yeah, well, he, he, well, he worked at so many companies. He worked at Disney, he worked at Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. he worked at, um, he worked with Don Bluth. Yes. Um, he, he, he even worked, he even worked on a, you know, a little series called Thundar the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know the, the man. The man has uh, had, had had a long time in animation, but what happens is he, de- you know, he decided he wanted to get into the comic book medium, which is great because uh, we were the first company he went to, mm-hmm. and 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 now we're reaping the benefits. And that's what I'm saying. He's like, and no, really, if you want a, if you want a really good family friendly story that everyone's going to like, and and and, and, <clears throat> and, and it's got a lot of heart to it and everything. It does. Please, that's what I'm saying. Check out Monsters on the Run. It's definitely worth it. I mean, you'll love it. Your kids will love it. It's it's just it's just a fun it's just a fun uh, type of series. And then and then and then the and the main bad guy uh, Count Crumb is is just freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> now we got to wrap up this fantastic little episode we got going on here. Mm. Anything uh, noteworthy before we wrap this shit up? Um, you know, um, oh, um, I want to actually, um, uh, tell people, uh, once again, because, and it goes with the Freddie Mercury thing we were talking about. Yeah. I want, I want to, I want to say that, uh, that, you know, um, I had actually shown the trailer to Bohemian Rhapsody to, to my mom. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and then, and then she said that that was awesome. And she's like. My mom usually doesn't go to um, uh, to a lot of the uh, a lot a lot of the movies in the theater very much because, as you know, she she uh, getting older she uh, she 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 doesn't like to sit down for too long of periods of time. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, I showed her the preview for that movie, 
and and then she said that uh, now she now she has to see it because she said, uh, and, you know, and I quote, I got goosebumps when I saw that because I showed her the trailer and she said that and then she huh. said she was well and she was so she was so, so surprised with the guy who was playing as Freddie Mercury because I'm surprised with him too because. He's not just an actor playing Freddie Mercury. It's like he became Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> we are almost out of time. Yes. <clears throat> so, I will I will finish up by mm -hmm. by also letting people know in addition to please check out our comic books. Um please listen to this podcast but uh but share it amongst your friends and as uh, and as I always keep pointing out not only we're on SoundCloud but we also you can find us on Spotify yes look us up there all you have to do is uh go you know go on podcasts and look up crazy monkey Inc yep and you will find us um and yeah please listen to us share us amongst your friends tell people about us I mean it's so very important you know um anyway I'm I'm gonna end by saying that and uh you can uh you know send off our audience all right ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the podcast we are crazy monkey inc we are jared gifford and Corey hepler have a fantastic weekend treat each other with respect love one another and we will see you wednesday for another fantastic episode of crazy monkey inc have a beautiful week <laughs>